Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Kodalaski. Dak, how you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, we got that, like, really random, or not random, but for the 20th anniversary of Xbox or not, we got that early drop of Halo Infinite multiplayer. So I've been playing that. That's been hype. Um, let's see, what else? I was in Philly this past weekend, casting Counter-Strike at Fragadelphia, at Nerd Street's new uh, venue down in Philly, The Block, which was a really awesome land center. Definitely recommend if you're in the Philly area to check that out. And it was an awesome tournament. And yeah, I've just been playing that Halo and looking forward to... Oh, and also, you know, the we had the... Well, I guess we'll get into that a little bit. We'll talk about it. But yeah, the, the nominees for a particular thing got released today. So been checking that out as well. But yeah, otherwise, uh, been doing good. How you doing, man? Ah, pretty good. I've got a nice double-double in my hand. It's actually, like, uh, it's windy as as hell here right now. It's, Mm -hmm. like, walking outside is like a tornado. So um, I got myself a nice coffee to combat the cold wind of of Canada this time of year. I guess I should be thankful that it's not snow. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, Other than that, nothing, uh, nothing terribly exciting going on in my world that's any different, except for... The news that you just alluded to, which uh, we'll get in into in just a second here, but um, a few things happening in the world of, of Metroid that are kind of exciting, and then uh, Dak and I are going to pitch some Metroid Six ideas. But the the first notable thing I feel like that happened this week, and I'm I'm sure that this wasn't intentional, but a lot of people thought that it was, which is really funny, is Nintendo put out. A video that was essentially like a tips and tricks, like how to play Metroid Dread. And of course, the very first thing that they show is the room, the Jaffe room, where they're showing Samus, look around, shoot up, break the blocks. I saw so many people just be like, LMAO, they really took a shot at this guy or whatever. I'm sure that it was a coincidence and that this guy probably wasn't the only dude stuck in that room. Yeah, you know, if you're playing Metroid for the first time, but just happenstance, it was pretty funny to see that, and just like even if it wasn't an intentional dig at this guy, it, it was still pretty funny to <laughs> to have them show like, hey, you just have to shoot right here. So I, I had a little bit of a chuckle at that. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I mean, I think anyone will at this point will take any opportunity to take shots at that guy. It's like they see that room mentioned <laughs> and they're like, oh, here we go. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's just like he probably wasn't the only person. He was just the one who made the most stink about it. And seemed to be the most, uh, I don't know, willing to butthurt yeah, about, about it. it yeah. Blissfully ignorant. I don't know. Like, whatever <laughs> it was. But, yeah, I, I don't think they were like, oh, let's get this guy with this with this thing. But, yeah, I thought that was funny, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's the uh, – it doesn't exactly apply. But uh, you always – like, this is a wrestling term. But, like, you don't sell the competition. And it doesn't exactly apply. But I feel like – if some random dude is just complaining about some room in Metroid Dread, obviously Nintendo's not going to sell that by releasing a, a video yeah. just to contradict this guy or prove this guy wrong. But I feel like, yes, you know, 
it, it just happened to be <laughs> the room that he was complaining about was the very first thing mentioned. So I thought that that was, uh, was really funny. Um, but the biggest piece of news in the Metroid world, we're recording this episode a little bit early, I guess, FYI for everybody. Uh, I'm going to be away for the next couple of days. But the biggest piece of, of news in the Metroid world is that uh, Metroid Dread has been nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. And that's a that's a big deal. Like, I know I know that we talk about, even you and I talked about this today, Dak, like the, the Game Awards and like, they're not, they're not like a, it's, it's basically a PR event, right? Like it's not a real award show in the sense that like the, the awards carry any weight. But when you look at them, millions of people watch the Game Awards every single year. There's usually a bunch of, of big game reveals there. So, you know, it, it attracts a lot of attention. And it, I mean, at this point, it's probably, you know, it's probably the most prestigious video game year-end awards I can think of, or at least maybe the most mainstream that I can think of. So Metroid Dread getting a nomination for Game of the Year, whether you think that the, the Game Awards are like a legitimate award show or or anything, uh, that's a really, really big deal. And we were talking today earlier and I wasn't, I was pretty sure, I was pretty confident that Metroid Dread would be able to get a nomination, but I, I wouldn't say I was 100% sure. So it was, it was really awesome to see Metro Dread as, as one of the six games nominated. Absolutely. I mean, it's so awesome for not just Dread, but the franchise in general. And I think you like point out the specific, specific word that's most important is mainstream, right? Like when was Metroid really mainstream last? Like not for a while. So to see a, a Metroid game kind of feel not as niche as Metroid usually feels is pretty cool because, you know, yeah, for what it's worth, like however you really consider the game awards like that has the most amount of eyes on it so to have metroid be accepted to that way and then of course be in a position where it could potentially win that's that's saying a lot and i think that's you know bodes well for the game bodes well for the franchise really excited to see that and yeah i think we all had a feeling like it definitely had a chance and there was no guarantee of getting nominated and even if it gets nominated no guarantee it'll get picked as the actual game of the year but to see it actually get nominated is so awesome and I think definitely validates everyone's kind of feelings that the game is really cool and really good. So that's, I mean, yeah, that's great to see. And that might even be a, a, a really valid reason to tune in aside from, you know, seeing if a, a new game gets announced or some other games get announced. And it, I think it also got nominated for Best Action Adventure Game as well. So it actually got two nominations this year, which is pretty cool pretty sweet and i also think that it's mercury steam's like biggest nomination for a game yet so there's a lot of firsts and like peaks and milestones here thanks to this so i think it's a pretty big deal yeah no doubt i i'm gonna be tuning in for sure i actually so i usually tune in every year as part of like the the zelda dungeon crew just in case there's any announcements or anything like that that are you know announced or, or any new games or anything like that and i i would say that like usually, you know, the Game Awards is uh, not exactly my cup of tea, but uh, I'm really stoked for this year for Metro Dread because I'm looking at, and I want to talk about the games that were nominated and then talk about some of the games that weren't, but I'm looking at this list of games and it may, maybe this is the delusional Metroid fan of me, but I feel like Metroid Dread has maybe a, as good a chance as anything else 
as uh, you know of walking away with game of the year. I wouldn't say it's a favorite, um, but I I'm looking at the games that are nominated, and I'll just read them off right now. So there's Deathloop, It Takes Two, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village, and and I feel like I don't maybe you disagree, Dak, but I feel like there's no standout favorite among that core group of games in there. Hmm. You know, in a way, I, I agree. Like, there isn't, like, I want to say there isn't, like, a Breath of the Wild or anything. But, like, there isn't, like, one where, like, okay, like, everyone's kind of be riding on that. But at the same time, I feel like all of those games are both, or a lot of those games are well-reviewed and have a lot of, like, like a big fan base behind them as well. Like Resident Evil, uh, you know, Ratchet and Clank, those in particular. Mm-hmm. I think Deathloop was just, like, so, like all over the place and popular and we saw it so much i think like that might also you know key into that too so i don't know i like on one hand i agree because yeah i think dread has a really solid shot because it also has a really dedicated fan base and it's been well received and whatnot but i i would say that the competition like anyone like anybody's chances like it's not just like dread is has a competition with really like one standout it has competition, I think, like with the entire group. I think they all have a chance, which in that case, like, right. you know, like, yeah, I agree. Like, it's going to be Dread has a shot, but at the same time, it can go any way. And in that case, Dread has, you know, a one in six chance or whatever it is, rather than like maybe a 50 50 or something. Yeah. Like, I think that you could look at any of the six games and make a case for any of the yep. six games. I, I actually, I have to admit, though, I'm not really familiar with what It Takes Two is. Uh, I. This has been a year of video games for me that I basically played video games for my backlog. I didn't play a lot of new games that came out in 2021 because, I mean, 2021 was a pretty light year. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'm overlooking It Takes Two or overlooking some of the popularity of some of the other games. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think that you could look at, at, you know, any one of these and be like, this is why I think Resident Evil Village is the favorite or why Deathloop is the favorite or why Psychonauts is the favorite. One thing I think that maybe is working against Dread just a little bit is that it looks like a lot of the other Game of the Year uh, candidates are nominated in a lot of other categories as well, such as like Best Narrative or Best Performance, uh, you know, that that kind of Best Art Direction, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, whereas Dread really is only nominated for Game of the Year and for uh, the Best Action Adventure Game, as you point out. But... I know. I, I think that uh, it's going to be exciting either way. Just to get there on the big stage is uh, is a massive W for the franchise. I have to say, though, if you would have asked me this morning to put 50 bucks down, if I had to, if, to put 50 bucks down on what I thought would have not only been nominated, but won Game of the Year for 2021, um, I would have said Forza. Like, for sure, I would have said Forza Horizon 5, probably, but I, I would have said that's the strong favorite, uh, because I just, I think that that's a very kind of mainstream, the game award type of game, uh, and it's, I've I've never played Forza, I'm just not really into, like, you know, racing sims or anything like that, but everyone I've ever talked to says that it's awesome, mm-hmm. so I was really expecting that to kind of be, like, the leader of the pack, you know? At the very least, I thought it was a shoe in to get nominated. Like, I thought of all the games that were 100% going to make it on there, except, well, I mean, I think Resident Evil is also a pretty solid guarantee. I think Village was, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. those those two games, I was like, okay, those are shoe in game of the year candidates. They're definitely going to get nominated. And I was, yeah, I was really surprised that Forza wasn't uh, put up there at all. Yeah. And, and I'm, again, I'm probably doing a disservice to the game. I don't really know 
too much about it to ta- oh wow it takes two um and i haven't played it obviously so i don't really know what it's about so i would have said maybe forza would have been there instead but that's just me i was very surprised not to see it um just a, a couple ones that caught my eye here before we move on um best family game new pokemon snap is in there how about that you name a game new something and it it's in the best family category no matter what i forgot about that game everyone was so hype about it and then like it came out i'm like all right that's it i don't know you know what i actually i bought it for like a song somebody had bought it tried it didn't really like it and sold it and uh i bought it for like half price and and i was never really a big fan of the original but i was like okay i'll try it yeah i mean you know what it's fun for what it is yeah the original game was good but like i didn't like grow up and be like oh i need another pokemon snap so badly like i thought it made sense maybe to do one on like the uh the dsi like when i had the camera or whatever that would have been cool maybe to do it then Mm -hmm. but like i never i know a lot of people like oh i've been waiting for this for so long i was like really like i thought it was a cool game but like it's not what i played a ton as a kid like of all my n64 games or even pokemon games so but i see so yeah, i kind of i kind of completely forgot about that so uh actually two more things before we move on one critique i think that is levied against the game awards which i think is a totally valid critique is that it doesn't really take into account year-to-year game releases um you're seeing it this year with halo infinite and you saw it a couple years ago with smash which released in december uh, Halo Infinite, as you alluded to earlier, the multiplayer uh, beta came out uh, what yesterday? Well, not the beta, the, the multiplayer, yesterday? the multiplayer itself, the full release. Oh, it, it's just it's just full on. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, uh, so that's out, and but obviously, like with one day, uh, you know, it wasn't getting considered for 2021. So, I, I do think that uh, it would have probably been a, a contender. If, uh, you know, if we were actually allowed to take the calendar year into consideration, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe next year. Although I feel like by next year, you're kind of moved on to the the next crop of games, you know? Yeah, exactly. We'll see how it goes. Uh, one last thing, because I'm curious as to what you think. So there is a category called the most anticipated game, which is kind of funny. Uh, and you can you can vote on this. You can vote on everything, by the way. You just have to head over to the uh, to the Game Awards website, and you can go and cast your vote for all the the fan game stuff like that. Um, but most anticipated game, uh, I wanted to know what your most anticipated game was, and if it was on this list. So we have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. Oh, Starfield. Definitely. I'm very much looking forward to Starfield out of that group. I mean, I would also say Elden Ring. Elden Ring is going to be dope. Uh, it's not listed, but obviously Destiny 2. Witch Queen. Zelda, Breath of the Wild 2, I'm, I'm also excited for. But Starfield, I'm, I am I mean, that's going to be Skyrim in space. <laughs> that's, that's all I need right there. So I, I cannot wait to see more of that game. 100% my most anticipated game out of that group. You know, I'm going to pick Horizon Forbidden West, actually, of this crop. I, I feel like I'm a little bit jaded with Breath of the Wild 2 because, like, it's been so long. I mean, it's all, you know, it's been over two years at this point. We still don't know what it's called. We've only seen, like, two little sizzle trailers. I'm just like, I need some, I need more. I need something because I'm, as of right now, I'm just, like, I'm kind of over it. But, man, the Horizon Forbidden West looks absolutely awesome. And Horizon Zero Dawn is a game that I think if it would have come out in another year when, like, Breath of the Wild wasn't there... This would have swept, like, Game of the Wars. Like, this game was awesome. It was so good. Yeah, I agree. It kind of got, like, zoned into, oh, it's 
It's just like Breath of the Wild, but on PlayStation. When it wasn't at all, really. I mean, like, it had some similarities, but I agree. I think Zelda just kind of overshadowed it overall. Um, before we move on, actually, I have one thing for you. And I'm sure we'll discuss this a little bit before the actual show itself. But do you think we're going to see anything Metroid Prime 1 HD or Trilogy related at the Game Awards? Well, um, yeah, I, we, we should definitely talk about it. And actually, I wanted to do a full-blown episode into this very subject okay. in the next couple weeks here because the i mean the rumor in innuendo is that metroid prime 1 is being remastered and remade and it's actually done it's ready to release um and that comes from emily rogers it was backed up by jeff grubb so like there's some you know there's some steam behind this now those guys have been you know wrong maybe maybe not as much as they've been right but they've certainly been wrong before so um take that for what you will but i i don't know i i could maybe i could see it like what i what i definitely will say is that i i couldn't see nintendo showing metroid prime 4 or breath of the wild 2 for that matter at the game awards because i don't know that that just feels like like those are their two biggest bullets in their gun you know and like i feel like they would save that for like an e3 or something like that i don't know i just i don't don't see it at the game awards but I feel like Metroid Prime 1 Remaster, um, you know, as a smaller title, it wouldn't get the same kind of buzz that a new Metroid Prime game would. Yep. But uh, I, I wouldn't say it's impossible. I hope it, I, I hope that it, I shouldn't say I hope it doesn't, because that'd be awesome mm -hmm. if it did. But I would just, I would so much rather just see like the Metroid Prime trilogy and, and just like, you don't have to update the graphics to Metroid Prime for me. I still think it looks great. It runs great add in dual analog that's that's really all i need um and if you did that and you had the entire trilogy i would be a happy happy man but you know obviously if they did go the hd route with with just metroid prime one that would be awesome too but like we'll talk about in a few weeks i would want a little uh a little extra cheese on my whopper if they did that i i definitely agree that we're not going to see metroid prime 4 100 no but yeah i metroid prime 1 hd or trilogy personally i'd rather have metroid prime 1 hd because then eventually we could maybe get 2 and 3 HD. Whereas if we just get like the trilogy port, I think it'll just be that. And I, as much as the graphics are good, I mean, seeing the original Metroid Prime in HD and like remaster would be incredible. So I would, I would absolutely be down for that. Even if that was at the cost of maybe, you know, getting 2 HD and 3 HD a long time after, or maybe not at all. That would be maybe, that would kind of be disappointing. But HD Metroid Prime would be so cool. But... I don't think we'll see or ever see Metroid Prime 4 at like the Game Awards. I, I would love it. Um, all right, maybe maybe I wouldn't say that entirely. I agree with Breath of the Wild. Actually, no, I take that back. I think Breath of the Wild might be the more likely game they would show off at. Uh, I was gonna say game I Award think that's more likely than because Metroid they've Prime already kind of showed off Breath of the Wild too. Like they've shown gameplay for it. They've shown more than Prime 4. Like they haven't shown anything for Prime 4. So like we, other than that teaser, it's, it essentially hasn't been shown off at all. So that's a game I think they would save for their own direct or whatever it is. Whereas Breath of the Wild 2, it has been shown off in a direct, I believe, and, and has been shown off in terms of gameplay. So I think they might show, they could, not might, but they could show off more or a little bit more gameplay or whatever it is, or maybe a teaser or something at the Game Awards because it's already been announced and revealed in a way like Prime 4 hasn't. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that, that could happen maybe. 
I hope it doesn't. I mean, you know, <laughs> if we got if we got another stupid sizzle reel trailer where it was just showing like gameplay, uh, I I don't know. I I feel like. Well, what more do you want? I'm at I'm at the point. And like this is well, like this is getting all like this is getting into like the Zelda podcast territory. But for, for, I mean, it's been t- it's been two and a half years, right? Like E3 2022 is not that far away. That will be three years since Breath of the Wild 2 was announced. We don't know what it's called. We don't know anything about the story. We don't know what the central like gimmick or the hook of the story is. And by that, I mean like when the Wind Waker was announced, the world was covered in water. That was the central hook. When Twilight Princess was announced, you were transforming into a wolf. That was the hook. Motion control, Skyward Sword. That was the hook. Open world, Breath of the Wild. That was the hook. We don't know what the, what the main driver of this game is. Like we, we just don't know anything about it. And like that sizzle reel that we got at E3 where it showed some gameplay, it just, it wasn't enough for me. And, and I could see them maybe doing another little sizzle reel like that. But I mean, like at this point, it's like, this is ridiculous. Like we need, I, I feel like I need something more for Breath of the Wild 2 at this point. And I know that you kind of feel that way with Metroid Prime 4. At least with Metroid Prime 4 to me, like I, I feel like, I mean, A, we got Metroid Dread to kind of offset the weight. So that was good. But also, at least we knew that Metroid Prime 4 had a reason for not being shown and not being, you know, sprinkled out because they had to restart development. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I talk about Zelda also every week that I'm just, like, sick of talking about Breath of the Wild 2 for the last two and a half years. But, yeah. Um, I I hope that we don't get another <laughs> Sizzle trailer. I Let's put it that way. I, you know, I, I definitely feel... I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're going through. So, because, like, Metroid Prime 4, it's on one hand, like, oh, I wish they kept making Metroid Prime games and the wait hadn't been so long. But at the same time, I've been able to go and play other games and the original trilogy was so good in and of itself that it's like a bonus, it feels like, that we're now getting Metroid Prime 4. Like, Dread always felt like it had to happen, right? Whereas, like, Metroid Prime 4, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. I'm, I'm glad I'm getting this. This feels like, you know icing on the cake essentially cherry on top but now that i think about it more it's like man i wish like we should have always kept getting more metroid prime games there's already been a metroid prime 4 we should be at like five or six or seven or something by now as far as i'm concerned so like i'm on the fence about that because i i'm very i can be patient i'm like all right you know i i'm i want it to be good i want it to be ready i'm in no rush to get it i'd rather it be a great game but at the same time like like it's been so long since we've had a a great Metroid Prime game, and it feels like it's been too long, and now it's like, okay, they restarted development, but show me a little something. Like, if you don't want your sizzle reel for Breath of the Wild, that's fine, but I'll, I'll take a sizzle reel all day. So may, maybe, the, maybe they show something at the Game Awards. I wouldn't be mad about it as much as, like, okay, like it feels more like a direct kind of game or something like that. Like, if they showed it off at the Game Awards, I would be so hyped, and if they do have something ready for it by then... Yeah, like show it off then. I, I'm totally down. Because the, the thing about the Game Awards is that like it's like listening to Nickelback. Like everyone, like it's it's cool to dislike Nickelback and say you don't like them or whatever. But everyone knows the words to like look at this photograph. Like everyone knows that. So it's like you know people tune into they're like oh it's cool to say oh, I don't like the Game Awards. I'm tune in. But everyone ends up watching it and they end up paying attention. So I, I'm hoping that maybe we do some, see something there. I'd, I'd be pleasantly surprised. All right, so two things. First of all, I agree. I don't expect to see it, but if we did, that would be awesome. And, and when I say if we did see 
Like, I mean, like the full story trailer for Breath of the Wild or our first look at Metroid Prime 4. I, I don't see it happening. But if it, did, if it did, dude, that would be awesome. And the second thing, Dakota, I thought we were about to have a problem. You, you started bringing Nickelback into this, and I was going to be like, yo, now th- those boys from up the road for me in Hannah, Alberta, you know, everyone hates on them, but damn it, you listen to how you remind me, and tell me that's you're what not I'm saying. Along. That's, what, that's exactly what I I'm know. saying. It's so cool to hate on Nickelback, but then you put them on and people know the words. They're like, they they know Hero. They know that. Like, they, <laughs> they got... Oh my! I was in the car the other day, and and I was listening to my iPod, and Hero came on on shuffle, and my God, I just rolled down the window and belted it out. So so good. So that that's kind of how I feel like that that's apt an apt analogy. But yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. At the same time, though, Dread just came out, right? Like there's still the Christmas rush and the holiday rush of people likely going to be buying Dread for Christmas or alongside their new Switch OLED or whatever. So maybe they don't want to dig into that and kind of take people's attention away. At the same time, I think having like another Metroid game get announced might be good because it would be more attention to the franchise overall and people might, you know, be more enticed to check it out. Like it, ma- it makes it seem like you're missing out on something where like, oh, another Metroid game's coming out. All right, maybe I will check it out now. Like maybe I'll go check out that Dread game. Must be something good if they're already announcing another one, you know, something like that. Like, I don't know. I guess well, we'll see how they look at it. Most likely we're probably not going to get anything is my is my guess. I mean, probably not, but I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I can see the logic in announcing a new Metroid game for, you know, the series when you, you've you got some eyes on Metroid already that yeah. may not have been there before. I The the most ideal situation, and one, I wouldn't say it's like completely impossible, but I also wouldn't say it's very likely either, uh, would be Metroid Dread DLC of some sorts. But like in compelling DLC that would make people yeah. be like, oh man, I got to get this. I think it's just everyone is so caught up with that like area on the map that's just empty. I'm like, oh, there's has to be, there's gonna be DLC. Like that's, I think that was just something that was cut, or maybe it was just made that way, and they weren't even like, they probably didn't even think about like that space left on the map, and we're like, and everyone's like theorizing what it means. I don't think we're gonna see Dread DLC. I would. I would be more surprised to see Dread DLC than even seeing Metroid Prime 4 at this point. Like, I think the the game's been developed, they've worked on it, and they're they're moving on to the next game, whether it's Metroid 6 or their next project, whatever it is. Like, I don't think they're sticking around to make and develop more stuff for Dread. I think it's kind of a one and done. It'll get more sales when, you know, the holidays come around as time goes on, but I don't think they're doing anything in terms of developing more actual content for the game and honestly i'm okay with that i'd rather see another 2d metroid game sooner than dread dlc uh by the way actually i guess we we skipped over this but since we uh since we recorded the definitive episode or definitive ranking episode maybe this actually came out before then but we didn't touch on it metroid dread if it if it's not already it's it's about to be the highest selling metroid game like in the series uh the initial reports came out it sold about I don't know, 850,000 physical copies in North America already. Uh, Didn't take digital into account. Didn't take Japan numbers into account. Uh, I mean, that's, my God, that's pretty close. It nearly like quintupled what Metroid Prime did back in the day. So that's pretty impressive uh, when you hear that, but really looks good for for the future of, uh, of Metroid. So had a really strong launch as we thought that it would, as we hoped that it would. So you love to see it. 
Good stuff. Absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm really... I, mean, I think everyone had a feeling that would be the case because it has that Switch boost, you know? Everything that comes out on the Switch is going to end up being its, like, franchise's bestseller or, like, just get a huge amount of, like, a huge sales increase compared to other systems that the franchise has, like, appeared on. So, in that regard, I don't think it was super surprising, but it's really good to see nonetheless. And honestly, like, the fact that it's pretty much sold, like, a million units, like, right out the gate is awesome bodes well for the franchise and uh it's good i always like if 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 the switch couldn't help metroid then nothing could you know so it's good yeah, to see that dread uh made it through i'm i'm very happy about that because i mean i think metroid prime 4 is easily going to be outselling dread so if dread's selling this well i think that's uh, that's that's like good signs to even you know how well future metroid games are going to do as well like this is just the start we've talked about this before i think we're going to see another like great long period of Metroid releases, not even just Dread and Prime 4, but, you know, Metroid 6, maybe Prime 5, you know, remake spinoffs, think more, you know, and whatnot. So I'm hoping that's a, a sign of, of things to come. I think Dread selling really well means Prime 4 is going to sell. I mean, Prime 4 is going to sell awesome regardless, but I think that's just showing that there's a demand for Metroid in general. And I think other games, too, will do will do well, especially a more... Uh, I guess, mainstream type of game. So, yeah, this is good because I think Dread 2, like, even though it was kind of made to be accessible and more open to maybe new Metroid fans or people who haven't played that kind of game, I still think Dread was very much geared to, like, Metroid fans. Like, it's a Metroid fans game in a lot of ways. So I'm looking to see, like, what other kinds of Metroid games come out and see how those sell, sell, or sell as well. Because if this is doing well, we'll see how other games do too. I'm, I'm very excited. It's awesome to see. Well, speaking of other Metroid games, let's finally get to it. Let's talk about a Metroid game that will probably come sometime, hopefully, in the next few years. Hopefully, we don't have to wait 19 years for Metroid 6. Oh, but uh, that is what we are here to talk about, is, is the Metroid 6 game that will eventually happen. And maybe some plot ideas for Metroid 6. I, I know that you were a little bit let down from the plot of Metroid 5, uh, Metroid Dread, of course. But uh, I'm hoping that maybe we can uh, put our heads together, see if there's any story beats that we can, uh, you know, push forward from Dread into the future of the series and come up with something cool. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go into this with a disclaimer that, like, you know, I, I think I've said my piece and how I feel. Like, obviously, I think the story for Metroid 6, um, Dread's story would have been great for it. So I'll, I'll put that aside and I'll also, you know, also say that Maybe I'm gonna be more interested in stuff that doesn't have anything to do with the Federation. So yeah, I will. I'm gonna think of some other stuff because the end of the day, like it is what it is, and we're gonna get more Metroids. So why not speculate on what it's gonna be? So I mean, the thing about Metroid Six is that I I think at this point it's pretty safe to say that it's gonna be like it, it will probably be an original story completely, yep. and by that I mean. Like, remember when Metroid Fusion launched, right? Like, you had Metroid 1, 2, and then Super Metroid. And, and Super Metroid kind of wrapped up that little story arc pretty nicely. And then, so Metroid Fusion was left to create uh, new enemies in the X-Parasite, new characters in Adam Malkovich, um, new, new, basically new everything. The only really takeaway that they had from the previous trilogy was the Metroid vaccine, which even then was, was kind of... Um, new in that game like it made sense of course it didn't not make sense but 
they, you know, you you hadn't known that they made a Metroid vaccine before or taken any DNA samples of the Metroid or whatever, but it was logical and made sense. But right. Metroid Fusion essentially created like a whole new storyline and really um, so did Metroid Prime 1 and Metroid Prime 2. I think that Metroid Prime 3 was kind of the, you know, conclusion of that. But even Metroid Prime 2, I think, created a lot of its own lore, a lot of its own story with the Ing and Luminoth and Dark Samus kind of being uh, essentially uh, a new character based on an idea for Metroid Prime. So I think that it's pretty safe to say that Metroid 6 is going to follow this this new or this kind of same concept where like it will probably create new enemies. It will probably create new story scenarios and, you know, the best ideas that we have are, are probably going to be complete shots in the dark and not going to happen because I feel like with Metroid Dread, you could kind of go and pinpoint some things that made logical sense to happen. Uh, <laughs> whether those happen or not is up for debate, but with Metroid six, I mean, really, you know, the world is your oyster with that. So just putting that disclaimer out of, you know, out in the open and out of the way. All right. Sounds good. So, I think that uh, the only really thing from Metroid Dread that we can we can take forward and feel pretty confident that it will show up in the next Metroid game is that Samus has Metroid DNA and it is starting to consume who she is. I I don't think that they would have teased the Metroid suit at the end of Metroid Dread and not follow up on that, especially given the ending of the game where, where quiet robe X just kind of, you know, goes into X mode and then uh, cures you of, of the Metroidness of you. So I think that this Metroid suit, the Metroid gimmick, I think it's going to come back in Metroid six. And I think that we can probably agree on that. I think most people will agree on that. And I think that it makes sense and, and it makes sense also from a gameplay mechanic. Um, I, I could see, I could see the Metroid suit working in a very similar way to how your PED suit in hyper mode worked in Metroid Prime 3. Um, I think that that makes a lot of sense where like maybe you can activate the Metroid suit for, you know, an extended period of time. You're very powerful. You can, you know, you can do your thing, fight enemies. So I think that both from a gameplay mechanic and from a storytelling mechanic, keeping the Metroid suit as kind of your piece of continuity from the previous five games makes a lot of sense to me. Oh, 100%. I mean, first of all, they better let us use that suit again because it looks awesome. But other than that, yeah, I think that'll be the one thing that carries over. I would like to see Samus. I mean, they could go, there's a lot of ways they can go with it because, yeah, it, is, it does feel like that, you know, Prime 3 phase in corruption kind of thing where, okay, she has that, like, Metroid influence or corruption in her now. And what does she do with it? So it's, I think it's kind of like a, I don't know. I guess how they could look at Samus's character, like would she would she want to try and like figure it like is the next game going to be about her trying to get back to normal, or is it about her trying to use that power, maybe amplify it herself, right, and maybe use it to take mm-hmm. on a stronger force or whatever at the cost of becoming more corrupted, or whatever. It might be uh, similar, I guess, in that way to Prime Three, uh, harnessing it in a way, but also trying to so not you know entirely succumb to it. So maybe not entirely like that, but I think that's a an interesting thing to kind of like play with is is it worth using mm-hmm. this kind of power for good and can you control it or is it you know safer to try and 
you know, rid yourself of it as soon as possible. And that might be a good way to like look more into Samus's character, uh, introduce a new threat that would require that kind of power and and thus be a consideration to, you know, keep it and manage it and whatnot. And then of course I would love to see, you know, what that, you know, might change in terms of Samus's character, how maybe the suit itself could change and evolve and whatnot in, in unexpected ways. So I'd be interested in that. I think that is probably the like the pivot point like of what the next story should and could and will be and hopefully it's not a situation where like all right yeah she figured it out like <laughs> she she took some tylenol and the suit hasn't come back out or whatever <laughs> and she's good right and they do something completely completely new like i that's the thing you brought up like prime 2 for example like it introduces its own like new story elements and whatnot but the overarching story is still bringing st- stuff from prime and continues into prime three and i think that's what we should see here like i would like to see all new enemies and and a situation but the overarching arc of samus dealing with this like metroid stuff inside of her should also be playing at the same time i yeah i completely agree i wrote that down actually is like my ideal ideal story would kind of be like samus learning how to ultimately control her metroid powers because like you kind of brought up the the comparison to the ped suit and phase on in metroid prime 3 and i think that you could kind of use this but like go the other way because like phase on was obviously a toxic substance mm-hmm. that was killing samus whereas like the metroid dna isn't necessarily like it's not inherently a bad thing it's just like yeah. she obviously can't control it and it was controlling her so i think that that would be like a compelling story if metroid 6 was kind of about Samus learning to control that power. And maybe like, you know, maybe in the game, you can only stay in Metroid form for so long. The story reason given, like, otherwise it will just entirely consume you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that that could be uh, an interesting threat uh, or thread to tell as well. So yeah, I, I really hope that that's kind of the core of the next Metroid game. Um, I do think that there is another thing that they could introduce from, or not introduce, but like, you know, keep from Metroid Dread and push forward into the next story that, you know, could kind of be kind of cool as well. Um, and I know that you're not necessarily a fan of re-picking up the Federation plot after it was dropped in Metroid 5, but I think it would be pretty easy to. Um, I think that you could very easily kind of make the case that like, now the Federation sees Samus as too dangerous to keep alive because she is the last metroid in the galaxy and i don't think that metroids would appear in metroid 6 by the way in the form that we know them um but i think that you could have the the federation be convinced to go after samus uh maybe by the dude you could introduce a new character here so like a new villain you could if you really wanted to you could introduce this character as that shadowy figure from metroid fusion um but you could have this new character, let's just call him the villain. You could have this new villain of the game. Maybe he's an alien, maybe he's not. But he could be, you know, part of that uh, that faction or whatever that wanted to use Metroids on the BSL and the whole gimmick on the bottle ship. Maybe now this dude runs Excellion Star Corporation, which as we know, created the Emmys. Maybe this dude has uh, some clout and is saying to the Galactic Federation... We need to get Samus because she is a Metroid. And maybe they still, this guy still wants to get that Metroid DNA from Samus and use it for his own purposes. I think that that would be kind of a cool way to keep some continuity from 
Metroid Dread because I think that the Emmys were such a cool premise that they could come back, but like in a different altered form. Um, I'm thinking like some of the ideas that we had for Metroid 5, actually, like the Ridley Emmy or something like that. Now you can really like go bonkers with it, create some new big bad Emmys for Samus to fight and like the villain who's the, the lead of this shady Excellian company could be behind it all. And maybe at the same time, you could have the Galactic Federation be like, yeah, you know what? Samus is too dangerous to keep alive. We're going to get out our Rolodex. We're going to call some bounty hunters and we're going to take Samus out. I even think that it would be like sweet if they kind of subverted our expectations. And like maybe instead of Silex showing up in Metroid Prime 4, he's here for Metroid 6. Not that I guess he would really work with the Federation, but or maybe maybe another hunter from Metroid Hunters or something. I just I think it would be cool to have like kind of that dual threat of like Excellion and the and the Federation after you. Maybe they're working in cahoots and all the while Samus is like learning how to control her Metroid abilities and you gotta fight Emmys and bounty hunters and like other robots and stuff like that. I think it could be kinda cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, please. I'm I would if they're gonna just do another I mean, it's not that those ideas would have been good for this game. You know, that would have been a great game for Dread. But now that they've kind of done what they've done, I'm really not interested anymore. I feel like it would just, like I've said, it doesn't, like, referring to my rant last episode, it just wouldn't make any sense logically, like, in terms of how Samus has worked with the Federation. If they're, like, they have to pick a side. Like, either the Federation was shady or they weren't shady or whatever. And if they, if it was just one small sect, then, then how did this guy become the head of this, this corporation? Like, I don't know. Like, he was, he was not involved in dread but he's still not in jail or something he got away like i don't know i just it, it's so kind of off for me i guess it wouldn't be the worst thing i think if they're going to do something new i'd rather it be mostly entirely new i'm not interested in now the the federation stuff if anything i'm like if at this point have the federation just be good guys like i'm i'm kind of over that and having like okay this guy's a shady corporation dude it just it would feel like it's a lot of the same beats from the previous games but also beats that should have happened in the previous game i'm just like eh Let's go for new stuff. So, uh, I, I don't think it would be like a bad game, but yeah, not something that completely tickles my fancy. That said, I do like the idea of still Samus getting hunted in some kind of way. That would make sense. If anything, I think, you know, other bounty hunters or other just people in space being interested in capturing Samus for her power makes sense, right? Maybe it's not the Federation. Cause I don't think the Federation would want to kill Samus outright. Like they've never really been like, you know, we're just going to uh, terminate this thing entirely. Like, they would try to capture Samus and use her for their own gains. They're not going to kill her. I don't think that would happen. Because if that were the case, they had many other opportunities they could have done that. And they also... <clears throat> there have been a bunch of times where Samus is arguably the most dangerous thing in the universe. <laughs> or strongest or whatever. So, now I don't think they would... I think they would still want to preserve Samus as much as they could. I don't think they would outright kill her. Or, like, maybe they'd want her captured. But I could see other bounty hunters trying to go after her and I wouldn't be against the other hunters showing up you know from Metroid Prime Hunters or whatever in like and mixing them back into the 2D world like that'd be cool I'm totally down for that um but I, I don't know if I'm now with like okay the Federation this guy is now working for this corporation or something I'm like eh it just feels like convoluted and kind of silly to me like let's just go entirely new but I like the idea of Samus getting like hunted or captured for her Metroid power, because that would make sense. Like, that's a running theme in Metroid, like, bioweapons bio or whatever, be, you know, being created, being used for, you know, for nefarious purposes, and someone trying to use Samus for her powers and trying to capture her and turn her into a bioweapon, I think would be a great story, 
It doesn't necessarily have to be the Federation doing that. And anything, actually, to, to kind of expound on that a little bit, I would be interested in learning more about, like, the not shady parts or whatever or bureaucratic parts of the Federation, right? Like, as far as you know, the Federation is, like, a huge conglomeration of, of different, like, peoples and, and colonies and planets and all that stuff. But we really don't know, like, anything about the actual Federation except, like, from what we've kind of experienced in the Metroid games, like, it's... It's kind of unclear. I'd love to, like, learn about other Federation worlds or what, like, some an average Federation citizen's, like, or, like, life is. Like, any of that kind of stuff. Go exploring more those aspects of the universe instead of it just being, like, the Federation being this faceless, like, omnipresent bureaucracy that, like, controls space. But what exactly are they controlling? Who lives in Federation space? Like... What is it like? Like, what what do they actually control? I feel like we have no idea about any of those aspects, and that might be interesting to delve into. Yeah, I I feel like some of that sounds Federation foresee to me, and I don't mean that in a negative way, yeah. but it, it it like some of that stuff would be like a cool. Like that that would be stuff that you would expect to learn in Federation Force, but like if that game was cool. You know, well, yeah, but Federation you know I, mean? I think Federation Force was a game that I don't think at its core was a bad idea. It was just executed poorly. Well actually neither do I. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I, I, would, I agree. And like also, um Metroid Prime two is you know, the the portion where you just learn about the Marines, right? That Dianather. Like that part of the game I think is really compelling because they're just average Marines, you know, and they get caught up in this larger story. I think stuff like that is interesting and could be explored more. Right. Um, yeah. So like, I, I think that, uh, that Federation force wasn't like you said, like a bad idea, just not executed very well. Um, I, I think that they could integrate that into Metroid six, I guess if they, if they wanted to go that way. Um, I actually, I don't disagree with you in the sense that I am not super interested in seeing the Galactic Federation be like the primary antagonist. I think that you could, you could do that easily in this game. And that would make, well, it might make some fans of, of the fusion plot hole happier, but I, I was never super invested in that story anyways, particularly after playing other M. Um, so I, and, and that's one of the reasons why Metroid Dread kind of dropping that thread didn't bother me as much, although it did bother me a little bit. But I am interested in seeing a little bit more of the Excellion Star Corporation and, like, kind of what those guys are up to. I think that, like, finding out more about them could be cool. Because, I mean, like, these dudes just built, like, these powerful, monstrous Emmys. Like, who are they? Where do they, you know, were these things programmed with Samus's abilities uh, intentionally? It certainly seems that way. How do they know Samus? Like, I, I think that it would be really compelling to, like, learn a little bit about those guys. And I guess I think that... Uh, what Metroid 6 really needs to do, and we said this about Metroid 5 as well, but, like, it really needs to introduce a new villain into the series. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed, actually, I guess, that Ravenbeak was defeated as quickly as he was, uh, because I, and I will say that, like, yeah, that he would have been, like, a cool character to have kind of be your, your pillar for the next couple of Metroid mm -hmm. games, but, you know, he was defeated in Metroid Dread. So I think that you do need kind of that that anchor to take you, you know, to get, to get your next couple games in order, like mother brain and Ridley and the space pirates were the anchor for the first three games. And then it was, you know, in Metroid fusion, Samus returns Metroid dread. I guess it was Ravenbeak That was an anchor or was dark Samus was the main bad guy in Metroid prime. So, you know what I mean though? Like you, you have that trilogy 
uh, of games. Each one of them kind of has like their main bad guy. I feel like the next Metroid game needs like a really awesome main bad guy. And I, I think agree. that's like the, the biggest thing that it needs. And to kind of go more on that, I really think the scale of the bad guy and like the the threat to whether the galaxy, or the universe should be like a lot larger and more palpable. Like thinking about back to like Metroid's, you know, overall threats to the galaxy. I never really feel like other than the X parasites potentially maybe getting everywhere, but they don't really tease that because they, they don't really leave like the ship or like a planet particularly or the BSL or whatever. Like I never really feel like the entire galaxy is at danger. You know, like, I want a threat that's, like, larger than life. I feel like most of the threats in Metroid are, like, larger than life. Like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sick of dealing, like, all oh, the bad guys, a corporation, bad guys, you know, uh, I don't know, someone experimenting on some planet. Like, I would love if, the, and maybe, maybe I'm off here, maybe you'll disagree, I would love to hear your thoughts, but I would love to see Metroid maybe go more into the mythical and supernatural and, like, larger than life, like, celestial kind of stuff, like, you know, how, like, Fantoon is kind of, like, an interdimensional kind of creature. You have, like, Chozo ghosts in Metroid Prime. Like, I, I'm interested in maybe the series going less grounded with, like, its enemies and threats and, and settings and going more into, like, wilder, more abstract kind of themes and ideas. And and I, and I thought about that looking, again, back to Samus's new suit, the Metroid suit, which feels, like, so, I don't know, like, eldritch and and monstrous and it feels like otherworldly but the metroid series itself even though it takes place in the far future in space it does feel kind of like grounded in a way it's not very it's more like sci-fi than fantasy if those were kind of on a scale and i would love to see it incorporate some more fantastical elements maybe i don't know maybe i'm off there i think that might be like a, a cool way to to start taking the series in a new direction, having something that really feels like wow, the actual galaxy, maybe like time and space itself, is at risk here, rather than okay, like there's a bad corporation out there, it's making evil robots again, you know? I don't know. What do you think? Well, like, so here's the thing about science fiction is that you you can like do magic, but you can keep it sciency. You know what? I, like, well, yeah. for example. You can you can have your setting be so far in the future that, you know, we've invented this to go through rifts in, in space and time or like we've you know, we've done this so that we can see uh, spirits or something like that. I would say, generally speaking, uh, I like I think that Metroid has a, has a good balance right now with its kind of supernatural mysticism It where it it goes into that a little bit, but not I don't think it goes overboard um and it, it it does stay a little bit more grounded in science fiction well but i mean at the same time too though you've also got like you know light worlds dark worlds rifts in space time you've got yeah, exactly uh, giant brains and tubes so, well like, giant brains it, and tubes grounded, doesn't feel but, like super fantastical it does i mean i it, that's kind of well, like space mythical space dragons like flying around well like Ridley uh, isn't mythical he's just like a I wouldn't say he's mythical. Like he's just a a dra like a bony dragon guy. Like I'm I'm thinking the difference. Well, yeah, between... I, I just mean dragons like in the in the mythical sense of I like guess. they're they're mythical like, creatures. Yeah, I mean I understand the point of like you know, uh, unexplainable science is essential can be like magic, but like there's like Fantoon for example against the other Super Metroid bosses is very clearly like more of a a fantastical kind of being and how it exists as opposed to Kraid or Ridley who's very tangible and essentially just a big beast in on the planet, you know? Like I 
it's the difference between like Halo and Destiny, where like they both have fantastical elements, but Halo is that like it's more realistic rather than like Destiny, which has like different dimensions and and portals and stuff, all different kinds of crazy like more magical stuff. I don't know. I think when I think of like Metroid, it doesn't have those magical-ish kind of elements to it. It has some in very small amount, like we both pointed out, but they aren't huge elements of the games. And that's like goes back to my thing of like the next enemy. Like I'd like the next enemy to really f like whether it doesn't literally have to be a big magical thing or like interdimensional or whatever. But I'm I'm thinking I would like a threat to really convince me that like, oh, the galaxy's really at threat here, like really in danger of being destroyed or whatever it is, which as much as we've been told that's the case in the previous games, I've never really felt like that's like could possibly happen. Like, oh, the Metroids have been destroyed. But like were the Metroids really going to like. I don't know, threaten the entire galaxy? I've never really felt like that because they've always been in isolated pockets of the galaxy at a time. So I, I'm, I would like to see something that feels like grander and, and scope and size maybe, I guess, if that makes sense. Well, it does make sense. And I think maybe, maybe I would build to that because one thing that I do like about Metroid is that you know when, like, you watch a Marvel movie, like, every final battle, there's, like, cities just being blown up and stuff like that. It's just like, oh, my God. Like, everything is world-threatening and stuff. That kind of gets old to me after a little while. But, like, you... We'll go to Metroid Prime, for example. You start with Metroid Prime. The first two games are these adventures on this these isolated planets with kind of, you know, greater implications for the universe at whole. And then in Metro Prime 3, it pays off with, like, this huge galactic battle. And that was, like, awesome. So, like, yeah, I would be totally down to see, like, a, a huge, you know, big battle or, like, a galactic threat. Um, and I do think that the the next game is going to introduce something to, like, I don't know, um, be similar, I guess, in scope to the X. Because I think that those very clearly could have been big galactic threats. But they, you know, they didn't get that far because Samus was there. Um, and I, and I do like in the, in the Metroid series, how you do have like adventures and like these derelict spaceships and like, there are greater implications mm -hmm. that like, if you fail, then like the X is going to completely overwhelm the galaxy or like this Android mother brain thing is going to go ram into like the galactic Federation planet or something like that. So I, I do kind of like those moments of like quiet, but you, you do have implications, but also I, I, th I think that you're right too. Like. When you do get that payoff, like in Metroid Prime 3, like it's awesome. And you have like the big battles and stuff like that. So I, I think that I could definitely see the next Metroid game at least starting to set up that next encounter. But in order to do that, we need a big villain. We need a big new threat. Um, and I think that we absolutely have to have the Metroid suit and Samus learning how to harness that for good. Because I, I do expect actually that like that is going to become like a staple of 2d metroid is like samus utilizing metroid abilities because yeah. like you know the metroids are extinct and everyone is like oh you can't call the series metroid anymore like now samus is the metroid so you totally can and i think that that would be like a really fresh coat of paint mm -hmm. if you you know now you have some metroid abilities and like now maybe what you what you've been used to before like let's just say the cold for example what has been not been a problem before is now a major issue for you to overcome. So I think that that could be pretty cool, pretty compelling. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, new villain, new enemies, Metroid yeah. suit. I would like to learn more about the Excelling Corporation. I don't know if anyone else would. Uh, to me, they kind of remind me of like 
Waylon Yutani from Alien a little bit, just in that layer, like these mysterious bad dudes who make really evil stuff. But uh, yeah, I think that'd be cool. I'm I'm not I'm like I said, I'm not entirely against it. And yeah, I'm not even saying like this get next game has to be like oh it has to be huge battles and over that. But like you know, going back to if like Phasen or the X or whatever, those threats felt to me like if this gets out of control, we're all screwed, right? You know, like that's like Phasen in and of itself. Like you could, it was very tangible how it takes over an entire planet. Eventually, you see how it could easily be spread throughout the universe, even more so than the X, I think. And that's why I was really hoping, by the way, that Dread showed. Maybe, like, the X surviving in the vacuum at some point, maybe. Like, that would have been really good because then you're like, oh, like, I don't think that's ever, like, confirmed in Fusion. But I thought that would have been a really cool idea because in Fusion you have that moment where uh, Adam tells you, like, there could be more than there at least 10 SAXs on this ship, right? I, re I really wish we saw that because that would have really sold, like, oh, this is getting out of hand, right? And then, like, maybe if the X, like, were shown to survive in the vacuum, then you're like, oh, this could really get bad. Stuff like that, I think, is really what I'm looking for. Like, another threat that feels, like, immediately you're like, oh, okay, this is a threat now, but, like, if this gets bad, like, this could get really hugely bad later. And I, I, w I would also love, by the way, and I think we talked about this before Dread was announced while we were talking about our potential Metroid 5 ideas. And I wish that Samus had kind of kept her suit at the end of Dread because I would have loved for the next Metroid game, Metroid 6 game, or 2D Metroid game, Metroid 6, where Samus is starting out at full power. And she's just like in the middle of something and, and taking care of whatever it is using her new Metroid suit. Uh, I have a feeling that's not going to be the case and she doesn't get to keep it at the end of the game. But I thought that would have been cool for Dread. I still think that's a cool idea. Like, don't strip her of her powers. Like, let her, like... You know, maybe if she ends up having to be limited or whatever, like you said, it starts consuming her or whatever. Like, the opening of the game would be so sick of, like, maybe she still has her suit and she's on some, like, mission and she's, like, using these powers and blasting everything away. And in that, like, initial opening mission or whatever, she learns that, like, she can't get carried away with it otherwise, completely take her over or whatever. And that's where she has to start managing it. That would be a really awesome, awesome opening. So, I don't know. I'm curious to see how they bring it back in because now Sam is, like, I don't know. Samus, like, lost the suit or whatever, but does she still... Can she still activate it? We really don't know that. That's kind of like an assumption we're making where, like, maybe it's under control now. Maybe she already is under control. Like, maybe she has the Metro DNA, but as far as we know, maybe it's not, like, potentially... Or could potentially make her go rampant or whatever it is or make it, you know... It might not consume her at all. Like, I don't know. It's an assumption we're making here. And I'm hoping that it's mm -hmm. not an assumption. I hope that is something that comes up, but... I'm not entirely sure because she doesn't have any end of the game. So who knows where they go with it. So I was saying earlier that like the, the lack of Galactic Federation stuff didn't bother me as much in Metroid 5. Dude, if they if they were just like, Samus is completely fine. Mm -hmm. Like the Metroid DNA was cured by the X in Metroid 6. That I would be like you and just be like, oh, come on. Like that's... To me, like, that's, like, you you have to address this. Like, you have to make this uh, a focal point of your next 2D Metroid game. Assuming that the next 2D Metroid game stars Samus. That could be something cool, too. Is like, the next 2D Metroid game, like, you introduce a new character. Hmm. And, like, you have that's to go the hunt big question. Samus. That would actually be cool. That's the big question here. Cool. Do Does the new game involve a new character, or is it gonna involve samus is like who's gonna be the main character i would i think it's samus gonna be the main character but maybe they go the halo 2 master chief arbiter thing where you play 
part of the game as Samus and you play part of the game as the new protagonist. I'd, I'd be down for that. I don't know if I want Samus. I, I would be too. I don't think I need Samus to be the villain of the next game, right? Because at the end of the day, I think Samus is a character who is like ultimately good and wouldn't become a villain. I, I, I don't think I don't think her arc is going to go that way. I hope I don't think I really hope it doesn't. Like there are some cool ideas they could do with her being a villain, but at the end of the day, I, she's babyface. I don't think she needs to turn heel ever. Like she, I don't, I don't know. Like that's that's something for me. I don't think as her character would really happen. Like I just can't see it. Like she would have to like, it wouldn't be her, right? And I don't know if it, yeah. if you would end up wanting to fight a not Samus Samus as a villain just to like for the shot. I think it would be better if you you know had a new protagonist introduced, but. Samus is still good and their allies are not or whatever, but maybe you get to play as both of them at the same time or, you know, in different chunks of the game. I'd be down for that. It'd be a cool new way to introduce a new character, but at the same time, not have to like, okay, Samus is like completely gone and whatnot. Because Samus is still a character we're very much in, uh, invested in, especially in Dread, where her characterization for the most part, despite some gripes I have with it, is way better than it has been recently, right? So... You know, like Samus turns and Dread. Like her characterization is good now, so now I'm more invested in the character. I hope we don't like end up not getting more of Samus or less Samus in in the future. So um, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think yeah, Samus should probably still remain the main character, even if we introduce a new one. Yeah, I was uh, so I was looking on Twitter the other day, and I couldn't believe it when I saw that Metal Gear Solid Two was 20 years old and like oh yeah that that to me is like is like the blueprint for how you could do something like this of like if you wanted to introduce a new character you could well you could start off with samus and like maybe you play a little bit and then you you get to the point where like yeah the metroid overwhelms her and then you can samus can learn to control it but maybe that's happening off screen or just further down in the game and like you could introduce a new character that's been assigned to hunt down samus and like Maybe it's a new character that has similar capabilities as Samus. Maybe not a power suit, but like something similar to that. Mm-hmm. I think that they could be, that could be actually pretty cool. And and uh, you know, Metroid could use new characters. I, I I feel like I always say this, but like could use awesome villains. Could use awesome uh, supporting characters. Um, I feel like for the longest time there was like there was Samus, there was Ridley. There was Dark Samus, and you could count on one hand, like, how many lines of dialogue in any given game those guys had. So, like, I, I do like having characters that, uh, you know, have a little bit more meat to them, which is ironic because I hate Adam. Well, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's important to maintain that, like, sense of isolation and and sometimes loneliness that Metroid creates. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? If you have characters that you want to get back to seeing and return to at certain points of the game or throughout the story that makes those parts where you are alone and isolated that much more potent so i i I hope we do get some new characters that's one of the reasons i love you know hunters and prime three and and fusion and and whatnot you know you get you get introduced to new characters that really add to the depth of the story and the universe overall so i mean even dread does the same thing so Absolutely. I would I would really want to like give us something new and fresh as much as, you know, there's a lot of love for what we've seen in Metroid so far and you could easily work stuff back in. Uh, you know, it it's it's I think it's time to really get some more cool new like core factions and enemies and new characters and allies and whatnot to really get things going for a new story for Metroid. 
Um, so really quick, we asked on Twitter uh, for a couple people's uh, ideas for Metroid 6. We don't really give a lot of leeway time for this, so maybe we'll revisit this in the future once we have some more ideas. But uh, Dan at Jump to Shark, he basically had the same idea that I had. I was like, I was I was pretty happy when I saw his idea. Um, and he says that uh, he's getting the She's Too Dangerous to Be Kept Alive vibes from the series. Maybe some intergalactic force or bounty hunters or coalition of enemy species are out to kill her and you have to survive. I think that that could be very compelling and very cool. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm not interested in the Federation really doing it and I don't think they would. I don't think they would kill Samus outright, but I 100% think having Samus be hunted by other hunters or individuals or groups that are either interested in taking her out or using her for their own purposes makes a lot of sense and would be a good idea. Obviously, like, that's something that could build upon the main gimmick of dread, but without having it be the same thing. You know, maybe you do have like these scenarios where you're getting hunted down by another bounty hunter in the entire map and not just a single room. I think that's a natural evolution of gameplay from dread as well as potentially the story. So I'm totally down for that. Yep. Um, so Ben had an idea, but this is really more of a Metroid zero idea uh, ben says, I'd actually love to see a prequel to Metroid 1 slash Zero Mission. Samus in her young years, her Federation days with hopefully more background of Adam. And no, I don't count other M. Chozo training, the stuff that happened to her and her parents with Ridley. Something like that. I actually, I'm not like completely against this idea, but I I wouldn't necessarily say that I would also be campaigning for it to happen. I do think that there would be like some cool... There is a cool idea out there for like a Metroid Zero game where, again, maybe you don't play as Samus, but you're playing as like a Chozo and you're kind of teaching Samus how to do that. Maybe Ridley can show up and destroy Samus's parents or whatever and like learn a little bit about that. And I don't know, maybe Ravenbeak could come back. I, I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world, but mm. I, yeah, I, I also I wouldn't be, like I said, campaigning for it necessarily. I don't know. I'm on the new train for new stuff and I feel like if they went to their like out of their way to like end the current story and then to be like, all right, now we're doing a prequel that goes right back to the story we just finished. I don't know. I, I feel like it would kind of be weird to me and a bit underwhelming. Like I'm ready. I'm ready for them to move forward. I I'm, I'm over the interquels and the prequels aside from Metroid prime four, but really Metroid prime four, I, you know, the Metroid prime series is so like pretty separated from the other games. I don't really see it in that kind of way. Like, I don't know. Pre like that again, it's really more so I'm not it's not necessarily that it's a prequel, though I'm not really interested in one. It's that I after like ending the current story and making like a big deal of that, I wouldn't want them to then be like, Oh, we're actually not moving on from that. We're actually gonna keep doing that stuff still. And while it might be cool to see some of those early parts of her life, I still feel like it would be kind of the same stuff, same old, same old. I already know that story. I don't really need to see it again. Uh, and it, it might even end up just like retconning stuff. So personally, no, I would not want to see that. I'm not really interested. And I think I'd rather just want to see the you know story gone forward. I think we all know what happened back then. Do we really need to see her in like Academy days? I don't, I don't think we do. Don't need to see her jogging around the track and getting yelled at by her teachers or whatever. Like I'm good on that. Um, you know, rebellious young Samus is not really a character I'm very much interested in, especially after other M. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm good on that. No, no thanks from me. I actually think that this game could work, but like if you didn't play a Samus at all, like you were like, she's, she's a kid. Cause I, I do think that the series could do a better job of showing. Cause like most Metroid fans know in the manga that Ridley destroys her, 
her parents' hometown and um, K2L. Colony, man. Orphan Samus, and they have that oh, uh, that vendetta. But uh, we don't. We never actually see that in the game. So I, I do think it would be good to see that. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I feel like that would be an odd next metric. What about game. this? What about uh, this? Well, A time travel or split timeline thing where Ridley never attacks Samus's uh, colony. <sighs> And she's never a or she's never made an orphan, and she's never adopted by the Chozo, and doesn't become a bounty hunter. None of that happens, and it's a whole new <laughs> timeline. How about that? How do you feel about that? Boo! <laughs> Not a fan. I feel like you. I thought I thought it you'd be a like fan. Sounds like Animal Crossing. What are we doing here? <laughs> All right, one last one. One last okay. one. Tell me what you think. Of this. All right. Josh Wise, the Metroid DNA in Samus is overwhelming and she goes off on her own to a galaxy in the galaxy to search for a cure or find a Chozo to help extract the Metroid DNA from her body, but only to find the Chozo is a traitor of some kind and spreads the Metroid DNA to the reaches of the universe. From this extraction, a new breed of Metroid is born, S.A. Metroid. Some of Samus' own DNA merged with Metroid DNA and created an S.A.X.-like creature that is pure Metroid to the core, but with Samus' powers and abilities she learned from the planet ZDR. I... You know what, the the idea itself actually isn't too bad, but I, I don't really like it at all, actually, because I feel like she should learn to master her Metroid abilities mm-hmm. and, like, kind of become one with the Metroid abilities. I feel like that would be kind of serendipitous as well, because we know that the Metroid vaccine, which is in her DNA, was made from the baby Metroid, who obviously they shared a connection. Um, the evil Chozo just reminds me a lot of Dread, and I feel like I've already faced enough Samus doppelgangers in my time that I don't want to do it again. I 100% agree. I really think, like, if we had to go through all this just for Samus to try to want to get rid of it, I don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't feel very intuitive. I, I definitely agree. I'd rather her try to become one with it and try to overcome it or, like, you know, harness the power and use it potentially for good at some kind of risk potentially or maybe not. I don't know. I think that's definitely the move. I don't know if I want to see her, like, Dealing with another evil Chozo and another SAX and whatnot. That said, it did remind me. I don't know if you remember this when we covered the the Metroid uh, Metroid Prime 1.5 cut content. If you remember those like bipedal like humanoid Metroid enemies that are like I don't know if you remember what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, that's kind of what I was thinking about. And I'm wondering like maybe if they took elements from Metroid Prime 1.5 and did it in a 2D Metroid game. Like those kind of weird enemies in that ship and whatnot. I don't know. That could maybe they just revisit that, but use it for, um, you know, a Metroid, a two D Metroid. Like Samus comes across this big ship with like all these crazy creatures on it that are in like cryo sleep and these those bi you know bipedal Metroids and those like different AIs and whatnot. It could still be like in the like thematically similar, like similar to the previous like Metroids, like Fusion and Dread, but could also work in those elements i don't know that's what i thought of when when he said uh an sa metroid i thought of those from metroid prime 1.5 could be cool yeah it could yeah. be cool i i feel like personally i i'm a little bit over fighting you know uh, samus clones but i mean if anything is done right i'd be totally into it so uh yeah all right well that is going to uh, to do it for us this week uh, reminder, everybody, go vote Metroid Dread for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. That'll be pretty cool, and we will, uh, you know, we'll have some reaction and stuff from that show when it happens. It's going down in about a month, December 9th, uh, so that is very exciting. Tell your friends to go vote for Metroid Dread, and tell your friends to go follow us over on Twitter. We are at Omega Metroid Pod. I am at Spateri316, and Dak 
is at DaxCity underscore. Come and uh, chat with us over on Discord as well. We were uh, we were talking some wrestling today. We we're talking some Metroid. We we're talking some Adam. We were talking. We we're talking a lot of good stuff. Come and hang out with us. It's a blast. Um, and while we're plugging here, make sure that you go over to uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your pot. You know the drill. Go like and subscribe. And uh, we will see everybody back here next week. Take care, everyone.